Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to A Few Things with Claire and Erica, brought to you by me, Claire. And I'm Erica. <laughs> Just trying to switch up our intro yeah. <laughs> a little bit because we're so great at it. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast where we tell you about all of the things that we have discovered that we are really in love with and want to tell you about. And it is an extension of our newsletter that we send every Monday called 10 Things that you can sign up for on our website, ofakind.com, where we also sell the pieces and tell the stories of emerging fashion and home designers. Nailed it. Lots going on. Nailed it. That was Let's just <laughs> let's just replay that intro every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about something that we are thinking about a lot lately, probably because we're in our early 30s. Good gifts for babies. We know so many babies. We know we are very popular with babies <laughs> yeah. these days. Not to brag, but we know a lot of babies, and we we knew tons of babies in April, especially. Oh my god! It April was like a 1st. flood of babies that came into our lives. It was baby month. Yeah. yeah. So we've been trying to come up with the creative things to get for babies, make for babies. You know, make the babies feel really loved as soon as something they come out other of the womb. than like extra bottle nipples. Correct. Which is like you know you need them useful, but, but yeah. yeah. And you can only I think my senses from talking to mothers that you can only have so many really cute onesies yeah um and so to mix it up well the two the things that we did that are i think the, by far the most impressive mm-hmm. that we should pat ourselves on the back of, yeah. about first are making baby blankets for our nieces and nephews <sighs> our nieces love. i guess we only but have we, nieces we both have nieces yeah. yes yeah um we both did that um and they were huge blankets that should last these children in well into their 30s and for all of the time that we put into them i yes. they better 
they better keep them for that long. I u- I used a kit from Pearl that is just a baby making mm-hmm. pattern. Um, I guess it wasn't a kit. It was just the pattern. And then it was five different sort of stripes of yarn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, did I do a cotton yarn? Did we both do cotton yarns? Well, I know that. I think you're kind of supposed to use cotton for babies, right? Organic cotton, if you can. I don't actually know what the the difference is, but they say that some babies are sensitive to animal um, based yarns, like wool. Right. Right. Although I, yeah, I should have looked this up before we did this, but I actually think I used a washable wool that is good for babies. Um, It's like a hypoallergenic wool. That's the word I was looking for. Um, We'll post the links to it because we both had really good yarn. Um, But I I do know that they say cotton is ideal for baby blankets also because you can throw it in the wash when they spit up on it. Correct. Which they're apt to do. They are apt to do. Is my sense. Weirdly, I didn't get like an amazing reaction from my baby niece about it, but I feel like when she's She'll grow into it. Yeah. Yeah. She'll, (laughs) She'll get excited. Eventually, I did get an amazing reaction from her from when I gave her something that you discovered called oh. it's the black and white book. Yes, it's insane. Yeah, so there's a series of books by this woman, um, Tana Hoban. I guess by is a weird word in this case because <laughs> she's she? not writing any text because this is a book for babies that's all pictures, but it's literally a book for infants. Infants, for yeah. it's yeah. So basically, the concept is there are all these really high contrast black and white images, and there are a series of I think four or five of them. Uh, of these books. So some are really graphic, some are animals. Um, but the babies, idea, a lot of them, I think the like original one is a lot of things that the baby probably sees. So there's like keys, right. a bottle, yes, forms that are, yeah, yes. forms that are familiar to them. Correct. And the idea is that when babies are born, they really can only see black and white. Um, yep. And so the contrast is really good for them and it helps their eyes to focus to be able to find objects that can actually, they can actually connect with right away. I gave it to my niece, Bianca, when she was one month old and it was nuts because at that age, I mean, she an alert baby but they don't really grasp on to things with so much visual intent at yes, that age and yes. she really did with that book and it became like the parlor trick for the next couple of days of like let's l- watch this watch her stare at this thing it's not watch the baby really care works. about something exactly <laughs> other than her mom's boob yeah no it's nuts <laughs> Um, the other gift that you gave recently to your friend Jesse was the yes. massage, which yes. is genius. Well, because mom, like new moms are carting around babies on their back, well, back front, you know, whatever, all the time. And especially with breastfeeding, their backs, I, I think I hear, tend to be in a lot of pain. Um, I like how we're both really scared to speak with any real <laughs> sense conviction or sense of authority because we don't yeah. have babies and we've only been around them a limited amount of time. So we're like, my sense is <laughs> my sense that breastfeeding su- really sucks for your body. Yeah, and that exactly. you should do something. Yeah. So, you know, they carry them around in these wraps or you're just carrying them all the time. Yeah. So your back really hurts. And so we gave Jesse zeal in home massage, which I was really obsessed with as an idea because they come to your home or wherever you are, your office with the massage um, table and everything. And it's on demand. So it's like, I think you have to give them like maybe an hour notice. But I just love that because I felt like. I love the idea of giving a new mom a massage, period, but the likelihood of her actually scheduling the thing and having the time to get out of yeah, the house and do it seems slim. Yeah. So, well, and if maybe if she, maybe there's actually the possibility that she knows that if she feeds this baby, you know, in two hours, then exactly. she can put the baby down and get this massage if yeah. you don't need that much notice for booking. Yes. I love the idea of sort of like spa products in general, and mm-hmm. there's a ton of mommy baby type lines and, you yes. know, all that Mustella stuff. And I'm then honest. our friend Courtney, 
um, yes. sells on her site, Stork, S-T-O-R-Q, which we will link to when we do our roundup. And she's a previous guest on our yes, podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, she sells a lot of pregnant women and new mom-approved beauty products that are natural and healthy and good for everybody involved. And I know this is a little off topic, but I, any friends who get pregnant, I always send them the Stork um, maternity wear because it's very giftable. Yeah. Um, it's a good sort of congratulations, you're pregnant, exactly. gift, if you're doing that as well. Here's some clothes <laughs> that might fit in, in three months. Um, the other things that, that are sort of more design-oriented mm-hmm. that we've been really into um, are... Um, socks. We've oh both my gosh. Done Happy socks. socks makes the cutest little box of. It's like five pack. Yeah, yeah, it's like a five pack of like argyle and polka dotted socks, and they're so tiny. And my sense, again, my sense of these things, I wouldn't know <laughs> firsthand, is that babies just throw away their own socks left and right off the sides of their yeah, strollers in the middle of the and street, stuff. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. I see a lot of baby socks yeah. on the sidewalk, <laughs> so it's it's like here are some to last you at least a week. Well, and all and baby socks are so cute in the same way that baby shoes are adorable, but it does feel ridiculous to buy shoes for a baby that is not going to stand in them. <laughs> so at least these keep their little toes yes. warm or whatever. Ever. As do the Baby Deegan knit booties. Yes, we sold a version amazing. of these on our site. They are they flew off our site. We need to get them back on there. Um, we weren't sure. Again, not being mothers, we're like, will people buy like forty five dollar knit baby booties? They're the cutest thing ever. But is this something people want? Turns out people wanted them for yeah for yeah. real. But and I also the kind of thing you want to keep forever. Yes. I mean, it feels like the perfect sort of keepsake. And I love that she does it in very gender neutral colors, yes. and they're just really poppy and fun and, and fun. bright. And they do they are the kind that will actually stay on your baby's feet, correct? I think, because correct. they're kind of substantial. Um, and then the thing, the other sort of poppy, mm-hmm. fun, bright thing that we like are those Danish mobiles. They're by Flenstead, and they're forty dollars. They have them on Amazon, and they're cranes and bird, you know, other types of birds and fish and different animals, and they're just really beautiful. And I, f- they also appeal to an adult sensibility. Yeah, they're very minimalist yes. in a sort of like Danish design way. Exactly. Um, and we also have this other thing that neither of us have done, but I think that we should at least give ourselves credit for having come up with the <laughs> idea is. So many new moms spend so much time breastfeeding and they're always posting on Facebook. Tell me what TV shows to Netflix. Like, what should I be reading? I just need content. Yeah. And so we thought, wouldn't it be so thoughtful of us to actually put together a list of TV shows to Netflix or like, I don't know, give them books DVDs to read or, books or, to yeah, read or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yes, exactly. Because that seems to, I can imagine I would really just want all of the shows to watch. Well, and I think there's also this idea that there's certain things you can watch when the baby's really young and not paying attention to anything totally. that it maybe is a little like scary or violent or mm-hmm. loud or whatever. And yeah. then three or four months in, you're sort of phasing that stuff out and just want good comedy. So maybe yeah. you should be saving your Mindy project for three months in or whatever. Totally. Yeah. I would just also just want sort of mindless stuff because how like how much can you focus while you have a human attached to you you. yeah Yeah, exactly Um, i don't know don't know and our last tip on this front this is something that we haven't done but that is pretty pretty hilarious especially in the way that we know someone executed it is buying the domain name um of your of your kid Slash um, social media handles, too. Correct. Although you know those won't be relevant by the time the kid cares. Yeah. But the domain name, we think, will still be relevant. We're holding out hope. But the person we know who did this kind of held it hostage, held the domain name hostage <laughs> in, in order to get himself named Godparent. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it was amazing. a success story, but it was I, it a hilarious. Yeah. It, it was a hilarious act, no, it was nonetheless. Really funny. You yeah. could also just be more generous and just actually hand over your domain <laughs> names. No strings attached. Yeah. This is for you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hilarious. All right. Well, we're going to cut to commercial and we're back with a very special guest. 
And we're back. Um, if you're just joining us now, you are listening to A Few Things with Claire and Erica. And we have on a very special guest, Joanna Goddard. We are so excited that she's here. Um, Joanna is the mind and the voice and the brains behind the blog Cup of Joe, which is... If you're I, on the internet, you probably know exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I, I knew it way yeah. before I knew Joanna. That is for sure. And I remember the first time we just like did something with you i can't remember what it was it was something really small and my husband came home from work and he was like all the girls at work think you're so cool because they saw you on they think you're famous and i was like really that's what i had to do (laughs) um but yeah it's an amazing lifestyle blog that about fashion beauty life dating love now babies because you have them relationships yeah um and it's just it's a force and i think it's um it's so impressive so you guys that's so nice (laughs) i want to hear what made you start cup of joe um well i was actually coming out of a relationship that was on again off again for about four or five years Mm -hmm. and um so we were breaking up and i knew i just wanted a distraction from that from like heartbreak but also like getting back into the relationship um so so yeah i just started it on the side and it kept me from calling him at night or eating a lot yeah i love that story because i was getting out of a relationship when we started of a kind and it was definitely related where i was like i can have the strength to do this really scary thing because i have this other thing that's going to take my focus off it and make it less scary i have something to put my energy into exactly yeah so and my brother had set up the blog years before when nobody had a blog. I mean, I started it in January of 2007. No one really had a blog no, then. Yeah. yeah. There were a couple. I mean, Design Sponge, Apartment Therapy, yeah. but it wasn't like everybody had a blog and brands definitely didn't have them. But my brother was a kind of a computer geek and he set it up one time. We were hanging out at my dad's house. He's like, you should start a blog. You should name it Cup of Joe. That would be hilarious. Like coffee. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a good idea. So he came up with the name originally he came up way with the before. Name. That's so yeah, funny. Like years yeah. before and I think 2005. And then I did nothing with it until I needed it. And then it was just supposed to be a fun side project just to keep my mind off this guy what at what point did it stop being a side project and become a business to you well I had a full-time job at the time so I would do it on nights and weekends it was just a fun distraction like I said and like just a hobby mm-hmm. um, and then after a while I was working at glamour doing a blog for them about relationships and dating and Cup of Joe was growing at the same time. And it, at one point, I just kind of realized it makes sense to just focus on that full time, mm-hmm. both financially and, you know, just time wise, what I was interested in doing. So, so you um, recognize so yeah, the opportunity to make money from it. Yeah. At that point, it was really slow growing just because the Internet at that point, it still is. It's like the Wild West. You know, yeah. you just kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. Revenue streams are always changing. It's right. still changing all the time. You just have to. Like how it looked two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, totally different. So um, at the time, I just had really small tile banner ads from small mm-hmm. businesses. And that's that's how we did it. But at that point, it, it was growing enough so that that was enough at least to leave my full-time job. It's one of the things that I respect so much and I'm so about you and I'm so impressed about you is that about with you is that you come from this really authentic place you do it's clearly that you're doing it because you love it but I also know just from reading about it and looking at it that it's a serious business you're making money doing it and that's amazing and really awesome I think yeah thanks yeah it's crazy sometimes I look at it I'm like it looks so easy how come it takes so much time (laughs) like why am I working at night and often on the weekends but um but yeah I mean it should look easy it's supposed to look easy and 
and relaxed, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean that it is. It's definitely a ton of work. Even I don't always understand how though, but it is. How do you think about your audience now that it's grown in the way that it has? You mean who my reader is? Yeah. Like how do you, yes, who your reader is. Yeah. Um, that I think has slightly changed as the blog has changed and I've gotten older. And when I first started, um, I was coming out of this relationship and quite quickly afterward met Alex, who's now my husband. Mm -hmm. And so I was first writing about like, Oh, I'm, this guy's moving in with me. How crazy (laughs) is my new roommate and things like that. And then he proposed and I was planning my wedding. And so I think my reader then was also in that life phase where she's maybe like pre-engaged or just got engaged and is kind of figuring that out. And then, um, you know, now I have two children. And so I write a lot about motherhood as well as, you know, fashion, beauty and all those other topics. But I think probably I'm, I'm guessing my reader has grown with me. It seems to be from the comments. I mean, you Mm -hmm. never really know. Um, I mean, you can look at analytics, but you never really know. But I think of my reader as just similar to me. I mean, I, I love our readers. I'm always blown away. I have to say by how smart our reader is. Like Mm -hmm. when we write about something that I think might be like a little envelope pushy or, that maybe only I'm interested in. And then, and then we get the most amazing, insightful comments and really smart. Like, recently I did a post, like, what was the most beautiful thing you've ever read? It was based mm-hmm. on a Reddit feed. And I listed a couple of things I liked. And I was telling Caroline, who works with me, I was like, I wonder if we'll get, you know, 13 comments or something. You know, people yeah. aren't going to really remember what they've read. And the teenage soul. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you never know. I mean, I knew our readers probably I know they're big readers but it's like how many people have a thing that they remember reading it got like 700 comments plus like 800 comments plus amazing passages like really incredible stuff and that always happens when it's like a reader is so smart but I do think when I'm getting stuck sometimes and thinking like feeling like I'm losing my voice um in the site or forgetting who the reader is I try to think of like my sister or core group of friends sometimes I'll even like write down a list of names I'm like okay I'll just write to those people and then it'll come across as, as like true. That's such a really really good exercise. I was like, I should do that. Yeah. That feels like a very authentic way to bring it back. Yeah. Back to like a good, yeah. You're actually picturing people. Cause I think sometimes you can get lost and just be writing this demographic audience. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start sounding just not like your real voice or yeah, very I canned. Yeah. Eric and I, we still do say that, you know, our voice is the same voice that we use to email each other you yeah, know, right. since forever ago. And, but I, I've never thought about doing it that way. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, one. Okay. So this question that I, I've just been dying to talk about in general and is timely is you have this business completely based on your life. Right. And, you know, a lot of the, not all of the content, but a big chunk of the content is, you know, what's happening in your life with your it's family. Rooted your there. Yeah. yeah. And we have a similar thing with 10 things, right? Where we, every week we send out a list of things we discovered recently that we love, which makes it really hard to ever feel like you're off the clock <laughs> yeah. because even when you're on vacation and sometimes especially when you're on vacation and they're like, okay, I saw this cool thing in that store. Got to jot it down. Oh, that meal was amazing. Got to jot it down. Well, we were, I was, we were both on vacation yeah. last week and my husband was saying, we went to this really amazing shake place in Palm Springs and Thomas was like, well, is this going to make 10 things? And I was like, no, because I already have another Palm Springs thing for 10 things. And <laughs> I can only really combine two different Palm Springs things in one bullet. And he's like, where are these rules coming from? And I was like, this is how I feel about yeah. this thing that we've made. 
I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of rules, this was a big thing where we have never skipped a week of 10 things since we started doing it in 2012. I mean, we did it on our honeymoons. We did it um, when you know over the holidays, and we've just always done it. And last week, we both took vacations at the same time. And part of the reason we did that was because we said if we both take vacations at the same time, we might actually get to take true vacations. We can really turn this thing off for a minute. Because yeah. if one person is working, you're kind of checking in. You know, you know they might need your help on something or an answer. And we said, we're going to take true vacations where we're both off at the same time. And the big question is, are we still going to do 10 things? And we made the decision not to because we didn't want that pressure while we were on vacation. And so I now have that question for you is like, you've been doing this for way longer than we have. And in a much different sort of more all encompassing way than 10 things, how do you sort of turn it off or do you? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I mean, I, make a point to leave my phone at home a lot when I'm out with my family or if it's just me and the boys, mm-hmm. because I, so I, I know myself and if I just check email and something stressful, it'll just mm-hmm. get in my head. And so I often leave it behind, even if there are Instagrammable moments or whatever. Yeah. That's what kills I'll me. Just like, like, oh, I just, I, I just won't do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. that's worth it to me to give that up and then have some time just completely like alone without even reaching for my pocket or like feeling my phone in my pocket. But, um, but I have to say, I really love my job, especially, I mean, with any job, you know, there are ups and downs, but especially right now, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so much that it is hard to turn off just cause I also really like it. And yeah. like my husband, he's a great <laughs> relaxer. He's very good at just chilling out. He's much mm-hmm. more low key than I am. And, um, and he'll tease me about it. He's like, trying to teach me how to relax. I could be like, <laughs> just look at the water. Just don't think of anything. And it's really hard for me to do. Um, I, and a few years ago, I saw this New Yorker comic and it was this guy with a laptop on a beach and he was turning to his wife and he's like, I'm not a workaholic. I just work to relax. And like, I kind of feel like, that. like it is fun for me, but I definitely don't always, you know, I am always looking at like, you guys are always looking for 10 things. Like, mm-hmm. If we're at dinner with friends, you know, it's always a little bit in the back of my mind, like, oh, that's interesting. That would be a good post. Like, yeah, exactly. we should talk to you about that. Yeah. Which I did to you the other night when we were at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It's true. And it, it's, it's just, I mean, it's like you said, it's, you do it because you love it and you love your job. And then there are those moments where you it's just, much. yeah, you want to just enjoy something without making sure you jot it down to put it on the internet. Totally. 100%. Yeah, I go back and forth about that all the time. Yeah, it's hard. But then, it, but then you know, you leave your phone at home and you're like, well, I, if I had had my phone to take a picture of that thing, it would have been so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. These, are the, these are the issues. It's exactly. hard to figure out. How do you think about the mix of content on the site right now um, when you're thinking about various categories that you cover, you know, from beauty to design to food to parenting? Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely make a conscious effort not to veer too much toward motherhood. I try mm-hmm. not to because that's obviously such a huge part of my life. That mm-hmm. Everything kind of relates back to that for me. But um, but I want to make sure the site is interesting to people who don't have kids or um, don't want kids or haven't had kids yet. So I generally try to think of it as motherhood on Mondays, fashion and beauty and a bit of design on Tuesdays, food and drink on Wednesdays, relationships on Thursdays, and link list on Fridays. And we're flexible with it, but that's generally how we, we think of the buckets. And so tends to work out. Yeah. Smart. Are the, what are the posts that you, that, that for you personally have felt the most successful? Well, there, there are quite a few. I mean, in terms of motherhood, um, when I had my, with both children actually, but when I had my first child, Toby, um, about eight months in, I like was just hit out of nowhere with like a massive wave of postpartum depression. It was literally just getting like, hit with a Mack truck and it was 
really, really intense and disorienting. And I didn't know it was postpartum depression. I just thought it was like my life and everything was crumbling down around me because that's what depression is. You don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's depression itself. Um, and it was horrible and like, I, I like brings tears to my eyes to think about it, honestly, but I ended up writing about it a year after it had happened. And obviously I was out the other end and, um, that post, I was really nervous to write. I remember the night I was supposed to post, I had teased it the week before and then it was supposed to go up on a Monday and I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. My husband got home from work. I'm like, take a look at it. I don't want to do it anymore. It's a mistake. And finally it was like 1154 or something. Like the very last minute of the day. Um, but the comments came rolling in and it, it was definitely the most rewarding post I've ever done. I'm so glad I did it. And so many other people related to it, whether they've been through postpartum issues or, um, just, just have separate kinds of depressions, but that was a really meaningful one for me. And, um, apart from that, like, um, I wrote about having a boy, like initially when mm-hmm. I found out I was pregnant with a boy, I was disappointed. It was my first child. I, I just always expected having a girl. Um, and, I just felt a little disappointed and guilty about feeling disappointed. And then once he was born, I was just like, I also tear up about this. I was like so madly in love. And so I wrote a post about that, just like how, how wonderful it was to have a boy, like for anybody who had those same nerves about it. And, um, that was a really great one in my mind for, you know, feeling authentic to me. Well, I know, I mean, you also have such an amazing and engaged commenter community that I think you can really see the impact that you're making and the way that people are connecting with the things that you're writing. I'm sure that those two posts you would get, yeah, just such a good feeling once you put them out there. And reading people's like kind of twists on it or Mm -hmm. like other stories, it's been really helpful back to hear things. And then yeah, it's really interesting. And then also just funny ones. Like we wrote about like, do, did you really have sex on your wedding night? Or, um, <laughs> like the beauty uniform series that we do yes, talking to women yeah. about their beauty routines. Yeah. So, um, I yeah. think I remember, I mean, I've, I've read all of the ones that you just referred to, but I especially remember the postpartum one and I've dealt with depression and the thing that always frustrated me so much, especially when I was dealing with it was that nobody talked about it that much. Nobody talks about it openly. It's not, really treated like other illnesses and I think now like in the last year specifically that's changed a lot just with the sort of online discourse but I remember when you wrote about it it was not the case and for me it was just like this huge weight lifted of yeah it's totally normal it's normal and a lot of people have it and I was so happy I'm gonna like tear up because I I always had a really emotional reaction to your post and obviously I've never had postpartum depression because I've never had a kid but anyone who's been depressed can relate to it and I just I thought that it was so wonderful of you to sort of you know be early to that and say you know no not everybody's talking about their personal experiences with depression but I'm going to be open with it and I remember reading the commenting section too and it was just this overwhelming outpouring of support and people saying me too and having the same reaction I did where they were like thank you for talking about this I feel so much less alone and you know maybe the next time you or anybody else you know it, it experiences another bout of depression there's a little bit of comfort there knowing how many other people have dealt with it yeah, it was, that it was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And I was really nervous to post it in part because I was thinking if people are reading my site for advice or for tips on, you know, shopping tips, like whatever kind of tips and motherhood tips. And then they read this, like, are they just not going to follow me anymore? Because, oh, she's such it's a mess. Why would I follow somebody like that? Oh. Um, like she can't keep herself together or whatever. Right. I, I had that fear before I put the post up and it was totally the opposite. And I felt the same way, like reading the comments, it normalized even like to me, my own experience, yeah. like it just makes you real. It's yeah. you're a real authentic yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. And hearing, yeah, everybody goes through it and all mm-hmm. these awesome commenters have been through the same thing and, yeah. or something similar. And yeah, it was really buying. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. That is <laughs> um, here's yeah. something I want to know. What 
What do you read on the internet? <clears throat> yes. Oh, um, so many things. Well, uh, well, I'm obsessed with um, Cocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So Jason Cocky, he pulls together just the weirdest, like anything basically that interests him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they are so random. It'll be like, look at this dog, like flipped over a car. So you're like, what? <laughs> but it's so interesting. Or like, here's how like a key really works. And you're like, that is crazy. I didn't know that. You're like, how did I not know this thing? <laughs> yeah. right. um, and then things that are a little bit newsier, but uh, yeah, he's great. And it's, you never know what to expect. And I'm always sending it to my dad and brother. And I feel like mm-hmm. we, we're, we're just not interested in the same things, except when it comes to cocky. That's like the <laughs> Venn diagram of our interests. Um, and uh, what else? Obviously, um, you guys and uh, Man Repeller is so hilarious, so I've good, like, really and she's been getting that better and like opening up the yeah. scope of content. I really like what she's doing. Right, and the voice about is what really women good. Are really yeah. interested yeah. in, yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And I feel like, I mean, I'm 36 and I've lost all my interesting slang from like when I was in my <laughs> 20s, and I feel like Man Repeller like keeps me young when I read her <laughs> slang, and it's like when you can't even and he can barely and she can I'm like oh that's what people are saying um, that's amazing so yeah she makes me laugh so yeah I don't know there's so much good stuff online right now I think it's such an exciting time and also such an exciting time for women I think there's so many great female voices and not only are there great female voices but what they're talking about is so relevant to yes. women and um, you know just in the past year I keep telling my husband I'm like it's such a it's such a mo- I don't don't even want to use the word moment for women because then it sounds like it's fleeting right. but like seems like things are really happening Changing. right now. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Vice just launched a uh, women's site today, I think, broadly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's, yeah. Yeah. Great. It's all sorts of new stuff. Great. Yeah. 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 Check it out. Um, well, thank you so much for coming, Joanna. This was awesome. And I could go on for another hour. And I feel like we have so many super off. fans um, yeah. of, of oh, you and your work <laughs> who listen to this yes. and who are of a kind fans that are going to be psyched that so you were on. Psyched. I know. Maybe thank we can have so a chapter much. two at some point. Yeah. Thank, I, thank you so I much for having me. To talk about. Yeah, it was really, it was really great. It was a thrill. Well, this has been a few things with Claire and Erica. That's the name of our podcast, right? That's what good. else do we say at the end? Uh, we are here every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. You can download and listen on iTunes or Stitcher. And Even better, your- subscribe. Oh, subscribe. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Um, and you should tell all your friends to, too, and leave nice comments. I hear that if you leave nice comments, that does good things for us. Yes. Um, so if, leave some comments. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about on the show, you should email a few things at ofakind.com and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> we will. We'll talk to our bosses about it. Um, we also sign up for our newsletter yep. so that you can get 10 things. You can do that at ofakind.com too. And that's the show. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye.